and I will show you my faith by my deeds. So the scripture basically is saying what I just told you, that faith, action, your faith must have corresponding action. That's the life of the faith walk. When people see you, whether it's believers or non-believers, not by what you say, because people say a whole lot of stuff, and, pe and it don't mean nothing unless it is backed up by action. So that's what we've been talking about. That's what we've been governing. And we've been looking at the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, which is a very familiar chapter, amen, that is simply just talking about faith. And it starts out saying, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? It also says that uh, the evidence of things not seen. And then he says, for if the elders obtain the good report. And that's what I love about it. Our faith gives us a good report or a good reputation. Reputi rep reputation. If we live the life of faith, our reputation will dictate that is a brother of faith. That is a believer who lives by faith. That is one person that believes God at his word. That's what I want to be known by. We all want to have a, a reputation, a good reputation, a good whatever, you know, before the world. The, but the best reputation that I say that a believer can have is a life led by faith or a life walking in faith being led by what? The spirit of God. Oh, not yourself. No, not your wisdom. No, not your guidance, but a life led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God would always lead you to actions motivated by faith. And it's up to you to choose to follow and, or do whatever it is he's leading you to do according to faith, by faith, through faith. Anything outside of that, it has no place. It doesn't benefit you anything. It's just you doing something. But Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us that without faith, what? It is impossible to please him. Who is him? Well, you got to read the verses, verse 3, 4, and 5, um, which talks about God framing the world, Enoch being translated or taken up by God, uh, Abel sacrifice being accepted by God. So verse 8, 6 says, but without it, faith, it's impossible to please him, 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 God, referring back to the previous verses. And then it says, for he that comes to God, he that approaches God, he that calls out to God, he that relies on God, what? Must believe that he is, that he is God, that he is. You know, he told Moses, when Moses asked, when they ask who sent me, God said, tell them I am sent you. I am that I am, right? It's the same sense in this word. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. What? He is the I am. He is the one who spoke it and everything took place. He is the one who said and declared, let there be, and it became what he said. He is the one that says, I watch over my own word to ensure 
that is carried out to do what is said. Isaiah talks about how my word, the word that proceeds out of his mouth, never returns voice, but what? But accomplishes all that he has sent it to do. So what are you saying, brother Will? I'm saying that if you are a believer and God is speaking to you or he gives you promises or he gives you direction or he says, I have this that I want you to do, you can take that to the bank. When he speaks it, that's what he means. Everything God says is true. God is truth. There is no lying in him. He is everything that he he, the word of God says that he is. That's who God is. Anything that is not corresponding to the word that is attributed to God, guess what? It ain't God. The word is the word. God is God. And there is no one like him. None can compare to him. None is like him. None can do what he does. Nobody's word is as sure as God's word. And if he spoke a thing to you, guess what? He will do it. When you possess faith, faith in God, in that he is able, the one who promised, is able to do what he said, it, you, you have an acceptance. You, have a, you, you can praise him as if it's done already. That confidence in God's ability causes you to thank him as if you have what you've been asking for right now is manifested. Your praise now is because, God, I got it. Thank you for that. Thank you for healing. Thank you for manifesting my husband's increase. Thank you for giving my husband a new job. Thank you for opening the door. Thank you. The door's still closed, but you thanking him. That's faith. You exalting him. You acknowledging him. You giving him glory. You giving him praise. You giving him thanksgiving. As if, I mean, you tearing up the church if you want to. If you're the shouting kind, you are shouting just knowing the assurance that's in your heart that God is answering your prayer or has answered your prayer. Why? Because you asked him. 1 John 5 says, for this, what? This is the confidence. This is the assurance. This is the confidence that we have in him. That when we ask anything according to his will, what? He hears us. And the Bible says in the next verse, of 1 John 5, that if he hears us, we have what we ask of him. That's where faith connects. When, when faith connects with the promise that God has given us, we know when we ask it in faith, we know that we have it. Why? Because we're praying according to his will. And he said, when you pray that way, I hear you. And because I hear you, I answer you. Well, Brother Willow, why some of the things that I have been asking God for hadn't come to pass yet? Maybe it ain't time for them to come to pass. Does it mean that they're not going to ever come to pass? No, it doesn't. There's some things that require things to take place. There's some places where, where, where growth has to take. God looks at everything. He don't just listen to the words come out of your mouth. He looks at your motives. He looks at your intent. He looks at what, you, what you're planning to do. What is the reason? Are you ready for it? Can you handle it if, if it takes place? God looks at it all. He judges everything. So sometimes we have to wait. 
and sometimes things happen immediately. There are some things in my life. I mean, you can say it myself, yourself. There's some things that you still believe in God for. I mean, every day you're thanking them for. You're not asking them all the time, but you God, I thank you for healing. I thank you for, for this. I thank you for that. I thank you for how you're going to do this. I thank you for how you're going to change their life. I mean, you're constantly thanking God. Why? Because you know he's doing it. You know that he is working it out. You know that he is orchestrating the answer behind the scenes until the full manifestation comes to your life. We're talking about the faith walk. We're talking about the faith walk. And last week, the week before, we, we ran across a scripture that just literally blew my wife and I away that, that was saying something about Joseph, amen, in Hebrews the 11th and the uh, 22nd chapter and how Joseph was so convinced of the promise that Abraham passed on. You know, back in the Old Testament, they passed on the promises. If one person that, like Abraham, received the promise of moving into Canaan, right, of possessing Canaan, but when he died, right, they they wasn't all the way there, right? They, they he he went in, he saw it, then he passed it on. He saw it, he passed it on, he saw it. He, they hadn't gotten there yet, right? I mean, come on now, let's think about it. But he died in faith. He, he embraced what God said. He accepted what God said. He, he saw God make it possible for his wife, Sarah, to receive what? A baby in her womb at, at an age that was uncommon for anyone to have a baby. But God said, because you believe my word that I was going to do it. He, where Romans 4 talks about that his confidence was in knowing that God, who was able to perform what he promised, he believed God. And see, that's where we have to disconnect. We have to disconnect sight faith because he said he believed against hope, Romans 4. He believed against hope, right? Romans 4, 24, 25. Abraham believed against hope. He looked at his body. He, he realized that it was old. He looked at Sarah and she was old. By the process of time, the, the natural reproductive cycle was over at their ages. But because he believed that God, when God said, look up in the air and look at the stars and look at the sand of the sea, you're going to have that many kids. Right? That's what his inheritance was going to be as the number of the stars and sand. And as a result of all of that faith he had in that statement, he ignored what he saw with his eyes. See, that's the faith walk. He ignored it and then he said, God, you're able to do it. And, and because of that, God said, I accounted it to Abraham as righteousness. Testimony. His reputation became what? He became the father of faith. Abraham because what he believed God he stood on although he did not see you can't be expecting it oh and I'm jumping ahead of myself talking about how if we see what we're hoping for we have no need to hope for it we have no no need to have faith and hope for it if we see it but faith is if I, I can I can hope for that that I don't see because what? 
my hope and my faith and my trust is in the God who is able, what? To perform what I ask. If I am doing it according to his word, Mark 11 and 20, 21, 22, 23, talks about when you pray, believe that you have received. When you pray, right? When Believe that you have received. When you pray, you shall have what you asked of him. See, that's the contingent. That's that's the that's the what do we call it? That's the criteria to receive from God. When I'm asking, I must believe what I'm asking him for, that he is able to perform it and begin to thank him for it as if it's got to be a connection. See, this type of faith dictates relationship. It, it's not religion. Oh, I go to church every Sunday and I possess this faith. No, there's a lot of folk go to church every Sunday and don't possess faith. They have no faith. There's a lot of folk who say they have faith and you look at their life and there is no faith evidence. It's a lot of people. They say it on Sundays, but come Sunday night or Monday morning, there is no faith found nowhere. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about a faith that has been been ripened by relationship with a God who see I, I, I attribute that to uh, uh, liken that type of relationship with God to a type of relation with excuse me a type of relationship with my wife so if I spend time communing talking and communicating and listening and hearing and encouraging and vice versa she's doing the same for me and building trust through relationship communication and oneness and intimacy and all those things then my wife know that if I say I'm going to do something she know that I'm going to do it or if I say I'm going to be somewhere or if I say this or if I say that she know it why because I built up a trust and a pattern of trust to where if I say it she can go to the bank that is going to be done it's the same way with my children if I am constantly saying I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and I follow through on my words they can ask me anything I tell my son Aiden um, God dad I know we may not have um, you're going to say that I don't have the money or you're going to say that I can't have it uh, we don't have it I remember him saying that one time and I said son if I have it you have it you 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 are in connection with the source who is the source Willie I am I am daddy. As long as you have daddy, if daddy got it, you got it. See, they, they need to relate that to me, them, me, and them to God. I'm daddy. Just like my God is my daddy, right? If my daddy God got, has it, and I want it, or I ask him for it, and it is in his will that I have it, guess what's coming my way? What I ask him, that's it. I am reminded. Boy, let me. Oh man, let me just say a few things here. The faith walk lifestyle. Get this now. See, I said earlier, the faith walk dictates not a religion, but a relationship with the God in whom you are believing. So, in that, it becomes more than words. It becomes a lifestyle, a faith walk lifestyle. Well, what are you saying? Here, here is what I'm saying. 
The faith walk lifestyle is different than what is perceived by the world. See, the world sees it totally different. The world sees it totally different. They, they have faith in the things that they want to believe in. And they pursue the things that they believe in, right? And it is different than what carnal-minded Christians believe. The faith walk lifestyle. Because the carnal-minded Christians believe that they can do what the world do whenever they're ready to do what the world do. And when they're ready to do what God says do, then they can do what God says do and, uh, and be in favor with God. No, God says you got to be hot or cold. You got to be with me or outside of me. I don't take in-betweens. He said that in the book of Revelation, right? The third chapter, when he deals with one of the churches, the last one of the latter days, letters into one of the churches. He said, I would rather you hot or cold, right? He said, or I will spit you, spew you out of my mouth because I'm expecting you to be hot. I'm expecting you to be cold. He said, if you in between, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. One translation said, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. I have no part in lukewarmness. So what we're talking about, faith lifestyle, it is a it is a lifestyle consistently lived. My brothers, there are ups and downs. Yeah, there are ups and downs. And along with the downs, amen, there's repentance and forgiveness, and we move on. Case in point, I was sitting talking with my wife on Sunday. Well, let me finish reading this. It says, the faith walk lifestyle is different than what is perceived by the world and carnal-minded Christians. It is a life that gets God's attention. We said, we said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That means that if I am pleasing God, my life exemplifies faith because faith pleases God or a life of faith pleases God and then he says and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him if your life is not a life of faith then there is no rewards that come with that that's the scripture Hebrews 11 and 6 but if my life is a life of faith my pursuit is after God and because my pursuit is after God because I have faith in God I begin to get the rewards that come with seeking or pursuing him. Why? Because my passion for relationship longs after him. And because I long after him, here's the song, as the deer pants toward the waters, oh, my soul longs, longs, craves after you. Why? Because in him is substance. In him is sufficiency. In him is adequacy of all that I have need of. I find it in him. And I was sitting, talking with my wife. I believe it was um, oh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. Thursday, I had to get a repair done on our car. Amen. Friday, I got up and um, took the car to the shop down the street here and asked the guy to look at it. I don't know what's wrong with it. The light came on um, and light came on and he looked over and he came back and said, 
okay, it's gonna be this amount of money. It ended up being almost $500. And she, you know, I looked at uh, her face and she, you know, she's not here, but she'll know what I'm talking about because we had this conversation. And I said, well, babe, uh, I said, uh, she said, man, I knew we, we should have just not gone on the vacation. Now we gotta spend this extra money. Yada, yada, yada. I said, baby, come in. And I, I, I told her to come in. I said, sit down here at the chair. I have a chair on one side of my desk and I was sitting on the other desk. And I sat down and I said, baby, I tell you that if I don't worry, you don't worry. I'm daddy. I'm the head of this house. I'm the one who, if you see me panicking, that's when you should panic. But if I am not panicking, I am not worrying, oh Lord, if you don't see worry on my face, there is no need for you to worry. Why? Because God, here I'm talking to my wife, right? And I'm in, as I'm talking, I'm encouraging her spirits begin to increase. I'm encouraging her. I'm like, God is our source. I say, we have to honor. Listen, we've been talking about faith. I say, we have to thank God because in the checkbook, we got the money. So worrying is if the bill say $500 and I look in the checkbook and they ain't $500. That's the time that the flesh wants you to worry, right? But I encouraged her and began to speak to her. I said, I know it looks like this. I know this, but I'm going to always take this, take a vacation. I'm, going, I'm not going to be worrying about stuff like this because God is my source. I am not worrying about this. And she got up and she said, Lord, forgive me. Honey, I apologize for, for being shaken in my faith a little bit, you know, but thank you for, for encouraging me. Thank you for not making me feel bad that I had that moment. I really appreciate you, you know, as a man of faith. And I said, oh, no worries, baby. I said, and then we went on, gave a hug, and went on down the street, walked in the door and talked to the guy. Hey, man. He like, hey, man, guess what? He said, here's your bill, 500 something. He said, but you know something? Listen, let me tell you something. I feel so bad that the price was higher than I originally quoted you. It was like $300. Then they originally quoted me. He said, um, I he said, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pay. Here's the mechanic at a business. He said, I'm going to pay $100 toward your bill. And I'm like, are you sure? He said, yeah, man, I feel so bad that, that the price is not the same. I said, I said, but you don't have to do it because I got, I, I got this. He said, no, but I feel obligated that I should pay $100. As I'm saying that, he takes out of his wallet, pulls his credit card out, and swipes and paid for $100 toward my bill. I'm standing there in awe because here me and my wife, not 10, 15 minutes, because it's right around the corner, 10-minute walk, just a few minutes earlier talking about this situation and encouraging her to just, let's just believe God to take care of it because it was already taken care of it. And here we get down the street 10, 15 minutes later, and God knocks $100 off the bill. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. He feeling all bad, but he couldn't help himself because he, the, the urge, if you had seen his expression, it was like something in him was like, you need to pay this. He slid it, and I paid the rest of the bill and came on home and walked in the door and said, baby, you would not believe what just happened at the dealership. And she said, what? And went on. See, that's, that, that, that's the living example. See, we have to, what? We have to believe what God says, no matter how it looks with the natural eye, we walk by faith and not by sight.